Before we start, I just want to share some exciting news. Love Hurts is doing two live shows in New York City on July 13th and 14th. My guest on the 13th is Adam Wade, a 20-time Moth Story Slam winner whose recent album, Live at the Magnet Theater, made it to the top of the iTunes comedy charts. My guest on the 14th is Ophira Eisenberg, the host of NPR's Ask Me Another and author of the book Screw Everyone. You can find more information and a link to buy tickets at lovehurtspod.com. Hope to see you there. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. My guest today is Anoush Frunjan. Anoush is an artist and storyteller living in Brooklyn. Anoush talks with me about her relationship in her first summer after college, and how she found herself quickly growing up in a new world around her, and her struggle to balance the new version of herself with the person she had known for so long. Welcome, Anoush. Thank you. How's your day going? Oh, it's good. It's like a uh, it, the Monday started just all all at once. Yeah, so. just thrown right into the yeah. week. Uh, great. Um. <laughs> um, yeah. What uh, did you want to talk about today? Um, well, I I guess I'll just like start from the beginning of the story instead of like tell you about myself uh, because yeah. it'll just. Uh, but. It, in 2003, in the summer of 2003, um, I had just finished my first year at Mount Holyoke College, and I um, I had the summer job as a box office manager at a theater in Sharon, Connecticut, and I um, was going to live there with everybody who worked there backstage, and the dorm that they lived in was was like a house it was cute and everything but it was more like a big cabin and when you walked in the first thing you noticed was that it smelled like uh cigarettes and um the floors were lined with uh empty beer bottles or um and they were all glass too and uh or what they call empties yeah and I, i never knew that word until i guess then and um uh, I just knew that I wasn't going to fit in because I wasn't really a partier. Yeah, you weren't somebody who was usually hanging around, hanging out around like cigarettes and beer bottles a lot. That was not I your mean, scene. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I secretly wanted to be a smoker all the time. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I smoked one cigarette as a kid. Actually, um, my aunt said, "You want to smoke? Come, I'll, I'll give you." <laughs> and I kind of loved doing it, but I, I um. I choked, you know, I yeah, couldn't, I, I yeah. coughed a lot. But um, I wasn't a big drinker. Um, so when I got there, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be something. I don't, I don't know. I'm either not going to have any friends, you know, like usual honors. It's going to be more of the usual honors. Nothing's going to change. So I, um, I, I mean, and another big part of my childhood and I guess my life is being Armenian. Yeah. And I didn't really, um, it's, <laughs> it's what kept me so busy. I was so busy being Armenian that I didn't have time for partying. <laughs> like, I, is it a big commitment to be Armenian in your like family lifestyle? I guess, yeah. That- yeah. And it wasn't like a, a burden, or, yeah. but it was always there and I never got. I never felt like I needed to leave my family, not like in an unhealthy way or anything, but like I enjoyed being around them. Yeah, you were very happy with the world that you were being brought up in and you weren't really thinking about like what was outside of that world in a way. Yeah, or I mean, when I, 
I wasn't thinking, I mean, if we just a little like in uh, middle school, I, I got to an Armenian elementary school until sixth grade. So by seventh grade, and, and I was also someone who knew there was a big world out there. Yeah. My, my parents were both very not, I mean, they were, they were both artists. They're, ex- I was exposed to a lot of things, but the idea of, well, going to middle school where now you, your class has more than 10 kids in them and you, um, uh, you, you, when you, I didn't know what lacrosse was, you know <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it was, and, and I don't know, I just knew all of these things that were, from my elementary school and just from my family that was just were just so familiar to me and it they made me also question things about the world or be interested in other um nationalities or cultures yeah. and then when i went to middle school it was a very um uh it was a small town on the north shore in long island and you know, I immediately, my name was hard to pronounce the first day I went to school and I realized, oh my God, I'm going to need to kind of help people understand me. And I was born here. Shouldn't I, like, not, not, I mean, like, shouldn't I not feel so different than everyone else? But I really feel different than everyone else. Um, and I speak Armenian, I read Armenian, I, I, and then I just know all of these things, all of these personalities from my elementary school and just my people, my mom's dealt with or had, has had to have dealt with or my, my, um, so when I get to this dorm and I'm, I'm, I, I think, well, I've never partied this. I don't feel like I need to, but since I've never done it before me why don't i just get it all out of the way so i decided to uh, within my first week i drank for the first time like drank drank um uh, i smoked 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 pot for the first time and then i also lost my virginity to the guy who operated the sound booth and so so now i had like a so you had like a wild week yeah (laughs) yeah and i thought i thought i was just so good at um uh not that I was edgy or cool, because I hardly wasn't, but because uh, I hardly was. But I thought maybe I, you know, I'd be so good at subtracting myself from the situation, like my whole being from from situations anyway. Maybe what this I wouldn't feel whatever this would do to me anyway. Yeah. If yeah, like you sense. felt like you could just remove. Sort of like the emotional side yeah. of yourself from doing yeah. all of this new stuff that you just threw yourself into, yeah. kind of. Because I mean, that's what I did during high school. It's what got me through high school. So why not just apply it to all these other new things? And I, I mean, like there were some things that were. I mean, I had like a boyfriend, sort of, and uh, I, they did call me Tequila as a nickname. Okay, but um, the boyfriend or everyone everybody else? or okay. uh, I, one of. Uh, n- not everybody, but like the, the, uh, every once in a while they'd call me tequila. Yeah. So you felt like you were fitting into this new world that you were thrown into. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was noticing that it was like novel that for them, cause you know, I was younger, so it mattered what they thought. Um, for it, I, it was, I was like. 
a nice girl or whatever. I, I don't know. Like I was like, oh, we we got her or something. You know, like there. Yeah, was... they had corrupted you or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was like a, I don't know. I was new to this environment, so I was like, we even had like an award ceremony at the end of the the season for everyone that worked backstage, and I won like a framed award that said most corrupted corrupted by dorm life award and i was presented and everybody knew everybody knew everything i did (laughs) Um, and i thought i could handle it all but since i didn't have like a big group of friends at the time because it was college so you make friends for the first year and then you go home and then you i guess see them or you know i don't know yeah it's a weird system you don't know who your real close friends are anymore or your the friends you made in high school you don't talk you don't see them as much yeah it's a very like change part of your life where you're trying to figure out like you're figuring out who you are after that freshman year but then you're also figuring out like who you are in relationship to who you were kind of thing right yeah yeah so I didn't like know who to tell because I kind of needed to tell someone there were some people everyone knew anyway there but um so after a while like I just couldn't take it anymore and I was like trying to figure things out on my own like uh if it was normal that like do guys just do all guys just not talk to people girls as much now that they're 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 hooking up or or yeah so this is specifically with the guy that you lost yeah, your virginity yeah, to in was, the relationship was, with him yeah i wasn't really too preoccupied with all the smoking and drinking like that that this one was like bigger than the, yeah the you had fallen into this thing pretty hard with yeah. this guy and uh um and very nice person you know like nothing <laughs> it was just not being able to deal with all of the things yeah and who knows if they were to, ready to deal with all of the things, but this was completely new for me. So I was, um, and when I when I went home, well, just another question I had just for myself, like as I'm learning about all these things was like, I'm really sad right now. I don't know why, but I'm really sad because like, you can't put words to it. And I just feel like crying all the time. And I'm thinking, do all girls feel like, crying all the time maybe they do more when they're starting or where they get better at handling things better but this is a lot of sadness to deal with like does this happen all the time like do they deal with this or do they like i want it i'm mad about this but is it savage like on a scale of what a what like normal human behavior and like completely nuts what's the appropriate amount of telling someone how upset you are because i want to know if i'm supposed to be a grown-up and deal with it all yeah or or tell people how upset i was so i'm trying to figure out what the normal was for that and i went home for uh, my my family has a summer home a couple towns away from sharon and i like this i'll never forget this i was i saw a, a reflection of myself in the porch window and i just started to sob I had it all together until then, but then at that moment, I just started to sob, and my uncle was sitting a couple feet away from me and saw me, and he was like, are you okay? And I just ran out, I I just ran out, uh, swung open the porch door, and I ran down the hill, because there's this hill that goes down to the lake, and as I'm running down, relatives are running up, and I I bang shoulders with my dad, and who was probably, I'm not sure, but probably the last person I want to see, and... He looks at me and he goes, what's wrong? 
And I didn't know what to say. Like, I wasn't planning on talking about it with, <laughs> I kind of wanted to, but I wasn't planning on talking about it because I, I had no idea how they'd react. Yeah. Because they were very cool. They're both artists. They know how, you know, but they, they're also Armenian. They're also, um, my dad is from Lebanon, you know, like a lot. I, um, I don't know what to expect. Not that it has to do with the cult, cult the culture, but, um, and just because my dad is really good at reading me, he looks at me and he goes, you had sex. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, more like, oh, you had sex. And I, I just, I said, yeah. And then he was just saying, you know, did you use protection? And I said, yeah. And he goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah. And he kind of like pats me on the shoulder, like in a, like really in a welcome aboard kind of way. And is like, okay. And it was, like, the best way he could have reacted. Yeah, that's, I mean, what, like, perception from him to be like, oh, yeah, I can read this entire situation just on your face in these two seconds or whatever. Uh, yeah, I knew, because he probably knew that I was, like, suffering inside, and I probably would not have been suffering so much for a cigarette. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, pot. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like also the emotional attachment that was happening with yeah. you having sex for the first time yeah. to this person or whatever. And my dad kind of he as he's when he knew when he knows that I'm upset or like very upset, he sympathizes more than like reacts to whatever de- dumb decision you may have made or whatever the decision was. But later that night, everybody goes home. So my whole family's there at the time. Yeah. And then my uncles go home. My 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 dad even goes home because they're all going to work the next day. So it's just me, my mom, and my little brother, who's 10 at the time. And my mom somehow found out because she, I, I, she saw me crying. Someone had, you know, my dad was like, don't worry. It's she's nothing horrible happened. But she, uh, she reacted a little bit differently. She uh, lit a cigarette and... Uh, sat me down and said, what the hell were you thinking? And she got really, and she was just like, like mad. And my mom was born here and uh, she has a come a way of coming on really strong, but it's just, it's just her way. It's just how, and she's like fighting for you. So yeah, she's yeah. not like mad at you, but it was a lot. I was already upset about. And, um, and, she, but she says, I just don't know why you never looked out for your heart. And she always used to say that, too. And I was thinking, like, who looks out for their hearts anymore? I mean, you can't look out for your heart because there are just all of these lacrosse players out there, you know? <laughs> like, there are all of... You just need to roll with the... There are all these people that can't pronounce your name right. You know, like, who cares about... If I cared about my heart, I'd see how my heart was, like, squashed, you know? Not that... Look, lacrosse doesn't have that kind of power over me. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... It, it, yeah, you, you were living in a tougher you can't place. look out for your heart yeah. all the time you never leave the house yeah so uh, i said you know like who looks out for their hearts and she and she goes i think you should invite him over for dinner to meet me and rafi and we'll all have dinner together i think it would be fun and rafi's my brother and i i i thought she was nuts i thought she was nuts but i also it was also kind of what i wanted maybe not from this person but it's what i wanted like if you're gonna like me, you have to understand that there's all of this too. Yeah, the world 
around me and not just me. Like, yeah. There, there is a part of me that also exists with these people in yeah. my life. Yeah. Like, I'm all right. But I mean, like, <laughs> there's all of this, too. Yeah. There's things that you're signing up for that aren't just me in my yeah. life. It's yeah. And it's like, I want you to be a part of all of that. Yeah. And so just like real quick with this guy, like, uh, were you still talking to each other? Were you still dating? Like, what? Yeah. What was we like were, the circumstances of it all? We were we were we were dating but i was too afraid to ask what you wanted what he wanted to do by the end of the summer okay the only time i asked him like what do you think we are or uh uh was when i was back in school and it was online an online conversation yeah but i mean i enjoyed conversations with him a lot so you know um um and so yeah your mom invites him over yeah yeah so i go to i walk up to him and it's kind of like i'm kind of glad my mom suggested it because i needed a little bit of some backup yeah to whether it it didn't matter if he came over or not i just needed to be able to speak i would you know like to say something that had didn't have to do with theater or film or editing or you know all these cool things that we were talking about and I said, look, um, I know we're not getting married or anything, but my mom wants to know if you want to come over and have dinner with, with her, me and my little brother. And he was like, sure. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I kind of knew he did it just because he had to, or felt like I'm sure he, I don't think he really wanted to. Do you know which? Yeah. Is that think- like a little bit of like obligation and of okay this is like the right thing to do yeah and i kind of felt a and i'm I'm not saying that that's that was what was going on but i did feel a like well i slept with her i guess i ought to do this or maybe i'm wrong i have no idea i haven't thought about what 20 year old or 19 year old me thought about in so long yeah yeah because at the time it's like everything had so much more stakes to it Yes. Than now, right? It's yes. like every decision was such a big thing, especially when it involved relationships. And I was always like so worried about every conversation or yeah. whatever. Me too. Or, um, you know, well, my younger brother is now, he's, he's a little bit older than, than how old I was. But it's nice to be able to say, hey, like even with anything, like careers yeah. or um, uh, sh- shows or... Um, you know, as a performer, like, not that it's not a big deal, but it's not the end of the world. You're, you're going to get better or yeah. it's going it's going to get better. Yeah. And for you, it's the first ever relation or like the first big relationship. Yeah. If- and if it doesn't work, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. So everything kind of was hinging on this one question in your mind of like, do you want to come to dinner with me? Like it meant a lot more than just, yeah. like, do you want to come meet my parents yeah. for dinner? But even you know, like even after saying that or asking that, didn't mean I was like automatically brave now or anything. I just kind of said that was like my first sentence that I said. Uh, so that night, or we're we're getting things ready, and my mom's cooking, and she cooked a whole chicken. I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was like, and I remember thinking, like, why'd she cook a whole chicken? He doesn't even love me. <laughs> Like, yeah, this is a nice dinner. He doesn't dinner. deserve this chicken type We're thing. having, like, you know, not that it's a, a waste, but, I mean, this would have been nice if it 
was real. If it was like the right person. Yeah, this would have been really nice. Like you would have had a good time talking to him. I'm sure he did. He did. Yeah. Like he he came inside. I was I was my heart was pounding the whole time. I was wearing a um I was wearing jeans and an olive green Eddie Bauer polo shirt. <laughs> I was, it was during a phase where I was wearing a lot of like not not that that's not feminine, but I was not wearing a dress. You know, I I just it was my I don't know. I was just Wearing a lot of polos and jeans okay. at that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and we're sitting down, and my little brother is little, and at the time, uh, my brother, and he's talking about different instruments he wants to learn how to play. He's also a musician. There, and my mom and he are talking about bands that they like, and I'm having kind of having a good time. I'm not sure who my friends are here. I don't know if I'm here to prove something to my mom or if I'm trying to get him to to be part of this because none of it was re- none of it everything was out of place and I couldn't breathe like I had a lump in my throat and the one thing that saved me was my brother because so it was a long dining room table and my mom and um, the guy were sitting opposite each other and then my brother and I were sitting opposite each other and my brother we're all laughing and everything, and then he kind of gives me this look from across the table, and he's too young to know what's going on, but also not too young to know what's going on, and it's kind of like, interesting evening, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a lot, kind of, and I just start laughing, and I laughed for that first, but then it just became freedom, like, I'm laughing because I'm laughing, and yeah. we're laughing because it's funny, and isn't it funny that we're laughing and no one's no oh my god someone is noticing and i was red and i was realizing how good it felt to have my voice back and just how much courage it's going to take me to come back home whatever that might mean you know like or to trust your home again or to be okay with being home again it's twice the amount of courage it takes to do that than it is to go out and do all the things i did and um, it, my, I, I guess you could say that um, he wasn't the special guest my mom invited to dinner that night. <laughs> that special guest was me. Yeah, because it was you kind of coming back home for that first time. Yeah. And being like, all right, this is like my place. And I want to be able to go out in the world and meet people in that world, but still be able to like come back here. Yeah. And let me tell, like, after he left and went home, my mom had a great time. She liked him a lot. Like, I I didn't, there's no reason why she wouldn't. I mean, I, you know, there's no reason why it kind of, um, I liked him. You know, like, it wasn't, or we, we had a lot in common. It wasn't like, um, there was, it was so like, oh, you'll do, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> So is it, it seems, and it's like it's it's funny because the way you're talking about it, it seems like there was a thing that was just kind of like you were almost just going through the motions of what a relationship is supposed to be, and not like fully thinking about how you actually felt about this person. And it was you slowly like realizing that this is a nice person, but it's just like not the person for me. May I just say, I think that's exactly what <laughs> that yeah. is exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just this slow, like, I'm in a relationship. This is fun. Like, this is what you're supposed to do in a relationship. And you were just kind of going through all that and then not not enjoying it. Exactly, yeah. But it's just, like, not. having to, like, have that moment of just because I'm 
in a relationship with somebody who's okay, it's not like the person for me and like learning yeah. that. Yeah. And like, wouldn't it be nice when it is the right person for me? Like, don't they, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a pleasing feeling, the wouldn't it be nice feeling, but I mean, cause it was yeah, cause, empty still. Yeah. Cause it stinks. Cause you're like, oh, well this isn't the guy. Right. But you had that little bit of hopefulness of like, when it is the right guy, this will be a yeah. great scene. Yeah. And you forget how much else is also going on during, you know, thinking about your future, your uh, major, wondering if theater arts is worth majoring in or not, all of those things, or if you're in the right school, or if you're, what you're going to do after college, when everything, when the stakes are so seemingly so high. Yeah. So, you know, you're, you're thinking, and that just like takes up a small piece of all of the things you're I guess juggling or yeah I feel like for me I as much (laughs) as it should have been a small piece for me a lot of that stuff at that time ended up taking up a much bigger piece and I just let it affect me so much more and then like all of those things ended up being much bigger where it's like at the at the time now I'm like oh yeah all of that stuff was it was important but I could see it a little better now of like yeah this other stuff mattered too and I probably ignored some of the other stuff that mattered because I was like, like school or yeah like-, like something like that yeah I feel like I'd like just be so passionate about this thing this relationship I had going on at the time or whatever that I'd like not think about even friendships like I feel like I'd like ignore friendships a little like my freshman year of college I was dating somebody and literally it's like my first year of college I'm supposed to be like meeting all of these people yeah. and I was so caught up in this long distance relationship and my sophomore year we broke up and then I had this moment of like I don't have any friends at school because mm-hmm. I just kind of ignored that part of my life because this other part was taking over and I had to have that moment of like okay I got to reset everything mm-hmm. and like reset my priorities and what I care about and yeah it's just hard because you just get thrown into it and then you have to like figure it out there's like no easy way either yeah. no matter how the no matter how much space it takes up or doesn't like it's just it, there's like a plus and negative to every situation like the 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 being a loner too like people that are just in in their freshman year and don't have a relationship or and they're just meeting all of these people and figuring out who their good friends are or not then they don't know if they're ever able to have a a relationship relationship do you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just like hard for them to connect with anybody it's like that yeah yeah, it was so, a weird time. So it's nice to be um it's nice to not be in school anymore. Yeah. I mean, not I mean that as a person who is very happy to have gone to school for as long as I did. Yeah, like I always feel it's a nice chapter in my life, but I'm happier out of it. Like yeah. it was I felt it always felt a little off for me and I felt like I figured things out after. Me too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh yeah, well thanks I knew should been nice having you oh thank here you here to talk um if people want to find out more about you can they like find you online anywhere or? yeah yeah um my i have a um, a web comic it's called anush talks to stuff it's on wordpress so it's on anush talks to stuff dot wordpress dot com and uh it's a it's a web comic about um a, a girl who talks to inanimate objects and if you find that the girl's 
kind of looks like me, there's a reason for it. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's on Instagram too. Or yeah, is it I just on your regular Instagram? Is that what it is? Or it's, it's his own? Um, it's my regular yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I follow yeah. it. It's very so, fun. Oh, thank you. I'm enjoying the borrowed dress series. Thank you. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if you um, if you notice a uh, a series that I'm I'm just just for pure fun drawing um, uh, different cartoons of me wearing different dresses from different films. That's also part of the webcomic, so uh, don't be misled. But I do have an Instagram account. It is Anish Talks Stuff. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. Here's a preview of what you'll hear next week. Sarah, like, gets to my apartment, and I'm about to get out, and she just says, um, Craig, I'm only going to ask you this once. I go, okay. And she says, are you gay? And I think I answered, no. And she goes, no. Like, she freaks out. She's like, what does that mean? No? And she's like, you don't answer that question with no. You know, the it was the question mark that got her. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts.